Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Now, find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all sports information from live in-game betting props and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use uh, your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Now, use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your 50%. Welcome your bonus on your first deposit. Now, Bet Online is where the game starts. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Believe in Bills. I'm just General Rafford, and I'm here with a legend in two games. No PV. We got Coach Mookie Hawkins in the building. What's going on, Coach? How you feeling, man? Hey, man, I'm good. Um, you know, what a Wednesday. You know, we received some good news three times today. Hey, that three is a uh, very, very, very in- influential right now. Uh, it means a lot to us, you know, especially um, as we kick things off. You know, we start off with the biggest news of the week of the month of the year so far demar hamlin is is good he's a lot not only alive but also doing very well um expected to be released from the hospital here in a couple days um oh no 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 no. he's released oh he's been released already he was discharged this morning and he's at home in his own bed so you know that's one of the three good things that we got going on today. So yeah, he's home, uh, you know, with his mom and dad, you know, here in Buffalo at his place, just chilling right now, you know, just on the road to recovery. And it's good just to be home in your own bed. So, you know, all the prayers and all the thoughts and all the cards and all the love that Bill's Mafia has shown. I mean, just people across the whole world, the whole globe, you know, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Um, I'm quite sure that, you know, you know Demar is so ever appreciated of it. And, man, the, the team is ecstatic right now. Yeah, talk a little bit about that. Like, tell us a little bit about how the players and the coaches and just everybody in the organization is, you know, in the locker room or what the difference has been like ever since, you know, the incident happened versus now that they, they have an idea that he's okay and they've been able to talk to him. Well, you know, a a bit of relief, I can't say a bit of relief, just a lot of relief to know, you know, that, you know, their brother, their teammate is okay at this point. Um, You know, what they witnessed out there on the field, again, only they would know, you know, we were either in a press box or we were, you know, watching it on TV. So we didn't get a chance to witness what the players that was actually down there on the field with him witnessed. So, um, you know, very traumatic scene. A lot of guys were, were, were was traumatized about it. A lot of guys were very emotional about it. But now, uh, you know, they feel that, you know, the pressure is off. Uh, their brother is okay. And now they can get back to doing things that they love doing. And, you know, that's, you know, playing football and preparing for Miami this week. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, speaking of playing football, 
they did have a game this week where they honored DeMar to the highest degree possible. It was a final matchup of the season, week seven, week 18 matchup uh, versus the Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots, where the Bills defeated the New England Patriots 35 to 23. Started off as, you know, a pretty close game. Um, you know, it looked like it, 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 the energy always felt like it was on the Bills side to me. Uh, but, you know, it was 17 14 at one point. Patriots were winning. Uh, things immediately changed after that. But at one point, the Patriots did have an opportunity. Uh, what'd you think about the first half, Buffalo Bills? Well, the emotions was high. And you know that they were going to come out playing with a lot of emotion. But as the game settled down, let's not forget, you know, New England was playing for their playoffs last as well. And a win with, you know, a win would clinch, you know, the final playoff spot for New England. So, you know, they had a lot to play for as well. It wasn't like, uh, you know, they didn't have anything to play for. They had a lot to play for. And, and being where Bill Belichick has gone the past couple of years, he was, he, man, he was pulling out all stops. He was, he was doing whatever was necessary for his team to win. Um, but like you said, Justice, I think, you know, God was on the Bills' side. Football gods were on their side. And, you know, at the end of the day, the Bills just made more plays than New England did. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, very, <clears throat> very sound game. Um, the one Josh Allen interception and, of course, the Singletary fumble. But uh, I feel like the offense kind of got back a little bit to what they wanted to do. Uh, Stefan Diggs got back into heavy rotation, and that was – Really good to see, especially heading into the postseason. John Brown was able to come back and get one. Um, you know, it, it looked – it was pretty cool to to see John Brown out there catching a long touchdown pass from Josh Allen like we, you know, saw two, three, you know, uh, years ago uh, toward the initial steps in this, you know, dynasty or potential dynasty that we – could be seen in front of us. Um, so the Bills did defeat the, the New England Patriots and they clinched the second seed in the NFL playoffs. Second seed, um, you know, Chiefs clinched the first seed and although the Bills and the Bengals, for that matter, both defeated the Chiefs, they ended up getting it on a technicality. So they will have a first round bye. Uh, AFC Championship game will be played at a neutral site if it should include those guys. Um so we wanted to get into uh, Ken Dorsey here a little bit. Uh, you know, Coach asked him a question, and he gave a pretty interesting response that uh, we want you guys to see here. Out, Coach, in, uh, in certain situations, you know, there tend to be some struggles. You know, while both of your, um, you know, your running backs are averaging over five yards of carry, what, what comes from those struggles in short yard situations when that's happening? What are your thoughts? In, in short yardage in general? or Yes, yes, in short yard situations while you're both your running backs yeah. are averaging over five yards. Uh, you know, I think it's it's just one of those things where, you know, they've, they've got some good players over there too. And, you know, we've, we've I, I really think we've improved as the year's gone on in those situations um, and continue getting uh, better and better. Um, and we just got to make sure that, you know, in, in those deals, you're, you're getting movement, you're limiting penetration. And then a lot of times it, it has to do with communication and making sure everybody's on the same page and, and uh, um, going to the right spots and, and IDs on point and uh, everybody's working in the same direction. So 
again, I think there's, uh, there's a lot of things that go into it when, uh, you know, when you're in those situations. And, um, I think we'll continue to, to grow in terms of some of the different things we could potentially do there. Um, whether it's run or pass or to keep a defense off balance, but, um, you, you always like to, to be physical in those situations and, and making sure you're, you know, you're setting the tone for, for your offense as much as possible. One more, if I may, Coach, it is win mm-hmm. or go home time. How do you prepare so you make sure you have every call necessary for every situation going forward? Um, I think it's just trusting the fact that, uh, you know, your guys are prepared in, in the game plan and have the ability to adjust wherever you need to adjust, you know? So, um, it's, a, it's always a balancing act of, okay, you know, do you have too much in? Do you have not enough in? It's, it's that right mix of, uh, making sure that, uh, that you have the right amount to where, you know, you can prepare and guys feel comfortable with it and they're not overwhelmed with it, but you have enough to attack a defense, um, and, and be able to pivot and adjust based off of what you're getting. So it, it's always the balancing act that you fight as a coach and, and putting a plan together. And, um, our guys have done a great job all year handling whatever we've thrown at them. No doubt, Coach. Have a great week of practice. Good luck Sunday. Thank you. <laughs> what do you take from that? And I, I you know, you know, Coach Dorsey do a good job of running around the question as he should. He's the office coordinator. He can't tell me, uh, yeah, we're going to do it this with this week because you never know, you know, what Miami intelligence might be lurking, listening to our show or watching you know social media is is you know it's public information so you know he you know he got to beat around the bush there a little bit but you got to read in between the lines of his answer and you know i i understand the method to his madness but at times i don't you know there's no reason for you know your running backs to be averaging over five yards a carry and we struggle on second and three third and three second and two third and two fourth and two and i'm breaking off these games because uh this happened in the cincinnati game uh you know only on the only possession um you know running game gets you all the way down there and you start passing the ball then you have to settle for a field goal you know you run one play that just was a uh, just doomed from the beginning josh allen just throws the ball down and you know on third and three you you go with cole beasley which cole beasley was wide open but you know, him and Josh didn't, you know, connect on converting that 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 first down. So you had to settle for a field goal. And, you know, that Minnesota situation where it was second and two, third and two, fourth and two, we're not running a football on three straight plays. We're not running a football inside the red zone. We're passing the ball. It doesn't make any sense to me, you know, especially when your running backs are averaging over five yards every time they touch the football. So, yeah, that was an ultimate head-scratcher for me. Um, maybe Coach Dorsey was playing possum uh, the entire season. <laughs> they ended up being 13-3, and three, but can't leave no bullets in the clip this week. you got to let it all hang out and be prepared. So that's why I asked him that last question, how prepared is he ready to have every play for every situation if need be? Yeah, absolutely. Like, you've been, you've been saying it all season. Uh, first, you said it with the Cincinnati game, how – you know, it's time to, to pull out the big stops. Um, but obviously that didn't happen for obvious reasons. Um, so now you, you play Patriots and eh, you're not too worried about the Patriots. You're already in at the worst year at 3C. Uh, so, I, you know, I guess you could 
theoretically give them a pass there. But, you know, now it's the postseason and we need to see the creativity. Uh, we need to, to see just what the prowess that they possess is. And um, you, you said he ran around a question a little bit because I was I was thinking while he was answering, I was like, I didn't really get an answer <laughs> as far as, you know, the difficulty they're having on third and shorts and fourths and shorts. Um, because third and 15, you almost feel more confident that they'll convert that than, uh, you know, a third and two or a third and one, like, <laughs> you know, because the ball is in Josh's hands and he can do anything and, uh, you know, guys are playing deep and uh, next thing you know, he's running up the middle or he's running up the side and that's a 17 yard gain there. So, you know, th those are easy, but it seems like if the defense knows that we are going to run, they're always in the backfield immediately. And then it's like, we have stopped running to a degree. Like they'll almost always play action fake or, you know what I mean? Josh will pull the ball out and run around the side or something like that. It's, it's rare that the bills run on a third and the third and one fourth and one and actually convert it. So uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty interesting. Uh, but going into the wide receiver room a little bit, Jameson Crowder has returned from injury. Mm -hmm. Um, Looking at the wide receiver room as it is currently constructed, do you believe that Jamison Crowder could be seeing extensive playing time in the playoffs? I'm not sure. I mean, because it's, it's a little different from defense. I mean, offense, you got to, you know, just get the feel of, you know, running routes, planning, cutting, and then you're, you're being tackled all over again. And then, you know, having, you know, any type of chemistry with Josh, you know, at this point. So I, I I think that, you know, Crowder has an uphill battle, you know, going in. I don't he's not gonna play this week. Um I, I I if it was next week, I don't think you would see him either. Um, due to the fact that um you have Cole Beasley back, you do have John Smoke Brown back, Khalil Shakur has been, you know, solid when asked when called upon. Uh Stefan Diggs is Stefan Diggs and you know, Gabe Davis is the number two wideout. So I don't know. McKenzie was on the um, injury report today with a hamstring. We didn't know how severe, uh, you know, that hamstring is because, you know, if he can't go, then there's a possibility that Smoke and Beasley may suit up. So, um, you know, those are two um, familiar weapons that Josh is comfortable with, that he's used to. And you pair that off with, uh, Dawson Knox and uh, Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis, you know, Miami like to play man for man. So, you know, it's just like old times if that was to happen. So, you know, stay tuned for the rest of the week and see how that transpires with McKenzie's injury. That would definitely you tell a lot. Yeah, for sure. And if, in, if McKenzie isn't going to be able to go, who do you think would be like an X factor wide receiver who you could see making a major contribution to the team not named Stephon Diggs or Gabriel Davis? I would have to say Smoke Brown. I mean, you know, the spark that he was able to give the team last week is what they've been, you know, kind of lacking. You know, somebody that can blow the top off the defense. And, you know, Smoke Brown showed you that he still has the speed and he definitely has the hands because that was on display right there on that pass. Uh, not too many people can go and get a Josh Allen pass. Smoke was able to, 
man, run that ball down and show great hands on corralling it, carrying it through the end zone. So I think the Bills need, you know, that type of, you know, firepower out there for the playoffs. Again, he's a seasoned vet. Uh, He's tremendously healthy at this point uh, because he's barely played. And, you know, he showed you that, you know, he, he still got it. So I would think Smoke Brown at this point, you know, pending the way that Miami plays defense, you can't double everybody if it's Smoke Brown is out there with Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis. So I would say, you know, at this point, Smoke Brown would definitely be a guy that could help uh, the Bills this week. So hopefully he suits up. You know, we got a couple more days to find out. Absolutely. All right, so we will see who is going to be a playmaker for these Buffalo Bills in the playoffs as they try to win their first Super Bowl in team history. Uh since the AFL NFL merger. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> but just like we got uh, a little bit of questions from coach to the uh, the coaches, um, we got one from Dorsey, and now let's check out the one from defensive coordinator, uh, Leslie Frazier. Coach Frazier, Mookie Harkins, Waffle Sports Today. How you doing? I'm doing good, Mookie. Doing good. Man, I don't know of any team that's went through so much adversity as this team right here to still be a uh, division chance for three years in a row to have a 13-3 and three record. So, Coach, I just first and foremost, I want to say hats off to you, Coach McDermott, the staff, and, you know, everybody there on doing the outstanding job of preparing your guys for, you know, the field of play, going through so much adverse moments, you know, so... You know, it's just, I mean, I'm quite sure, you know, you, you could write a book on it, you know, in some years to come. But, you know, to football we go. Um, playing Miami for the third straight time. And, you know, Miami ran a lot of, you know, motions, window dressings, trying to negate your blitzing, uh, you know, blitzing the guy, especially, you know, in the run game where most are ran for over 173 yards. How do you focus on stopping the run when they have two explosive weapons in the passing game? Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a good question, Elmer, because you're right. They they have two guys in a passing game that if you ignore them, they can make it a long day for you. So you got to pay attention to them. But yet, you still got to deal with this run game. So it presents some challenges, and that's one of the reasons for a long time they were one of the top offenses in the league because of that two-headed monster that they have. So, you know, we're going to have to be able to deal with their run game and, and, and try to contain uh, those Two really good wide outs. Uh, both Tyree and Waddle are, are really good. And but we gotta be able to deal better with this run game than we did the last time we played them. Uh, without sacrificing the past defense. Absolutely. They absolutely one hundred million thousand percent <laughs> need to play the run game better than they did the last time. And they will have more opportunity to do that because they won't be so worried about the pass game because you owe me three bucks. Tua is ruled <laughs> out. <laughs> Tua has been ruled out for the wild card game. So with that being said, obviously, Coach, we should see a pretty stacked box, right? Um, we we ought to. You know, we, we ought to. Um, but here again. We didn't see that against the Jets and against Zach Wilson when when pressured, he's the worst quarterback in the NFL. Bills didn't blitz him at all. And what what was the end result of that? They end up losing the game. So, you know, you gotta look at 
they're like a box of chocolates. You never know what we're going to get out of these guys. But it is the playoffs. They're playing for their playoff lives. So I do expect the Bills to be a little bit more aggressive, uh, you know, knowing that, you know, what's at stake, what's on the line. Uh, you know, they can't play around with it. They got to be aggressive. They got to force the action a little bit on defense, force Skylar Thompson to be one-dimensional, shut down the run game, and let him beat you with his arm. Um, so, yeah, I would I, I would say you would see more of a stacked box than not, you know, this week, you know, playing against, uh, you know, a really um, depleted Miami Dolphins team at this point. Yeah, absolutely. And last time the Buffalo Bills played a AFC rival late in the season, then turned around and played them in the playoffs, it was a straight-up blowout. I mean – yeah, like, flawless victory. It was, yeah, literally fatality. Um, <laughs> could we potentially expect to see uh, another version of that in Orchard Park on Sunday afternoon? Yeah, you can. Uh, I think the emotions are still going to be riding high, you know, especially now with DeMar, you know, being at home. And, you know, I'm quite sure the guys are going to, you know, get an opportunity at some point to stop by and, and speak with him and, you know, give him a big old hug and stuff like that. So, you know, things are a little bit more normal, and but they got something to play for. They got something to ride on. And, and you know, that is, you know, playing for DeMar at this point for the remainder of the year. So, you know, that could be, that could be, um, that could be uh, a problem for any other opponent, you know, I mean, dealing with a team that's, that's, that's playing for, that has an extra incentive. You know, already coming in as, you know, the favorite to win the Super Bowl before the season began. But now, you know, this this gives the Bills a reason to go out there and play extra hard, you know, for their brother and to get the job done. And, you know, once again, Miami plays a lot of man coverage. So that, you know, Josh, that's, Josh Allen loves a team that, that plays man coverage a lot. So, um, yeah, it, it, it can easily be, you know, another flawless victory. You know, I mean, come Sunday, you know, the Bills got to definitely get the job done. Uh, you know, um, it's like Dion said, it's like, you know, you've been on a date for the third time. You know, you know what that person like. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll be able to take this one home. Pause. <laughs> okay, okay. That's a good reference. All right. Um, and, of course, with that being said, talking about the defense, you have to mention maybe – I mean, this he may be the strongest leader on the defense. Uh, I would say from the outside looking in, it certainly looks like it. He, he, he is. Uh, but returning from injury is Micah Hyde, who, of course, had a neck injury and was forced to go on IR earlier in the season. I mean, like mad early. It was like week three or something. Uh, that was, that was a, a real big blow. Um, but he has returned uh, from injury. He's been activated. So what what does this mean for this defense? You, you not only get your all-pro cornerback Jadavius White back, you know, in the middle of the season, he's been able to stretch out a little bit, you know, stretch out that knee and uh, go out there and get some playing time to get ready for the playoffs. He also got an interception in the last game, so that was dope. Um, and now you get one of, if not the leader of your defense back, and Micah High. How much does that help the Bills? It helps him out tremendously. I mean, you got a ball hawker athlete, you know, and Micah Hyde um, that know how the disguise coverage like him and Jordan Poyer are probably the two of the best safeties that I know that 
you know, that really could disguise coverage very, very well. And uh, you, you, you get that back at some point. But the Bills definitely have to, you know, take care of business this week because Micah Hyde won't, won't suit up this week. Um, you know, it's a possibility that, you know, he may suit up, you know, versus Cincinnati. But again, it's still up to the doctors because, you know, he does have a neck injury. So, you know, you got to be real careful on, you know, a, a guy dealing with a neck injury, you know, how soon do you bring him back? But he did say that he's ready to play. He feel good. His body is very refreshed. And uh, if it comes down to him playing, you know how it is, you know, do your mind worry about your neck injury or do you just focus, just lock in and play football? He said he's more or less locked into playing football, you know. But, again, you know, it's, it's up to the doctors to, uh, you know, release him on that point. But if I was a gambling man, and, uh, you know, the Bills take care of business this week. I wouldn't be surprised if Micah Hyde is activated for this Cincinnati game. And you don't have to play him on first and second downs. Just play him on third and long situations where you know his, you know, his veteranship would, you know, have a benefit out there on the field, you know, rather than, you know, more guys that's inexperienced, what they've been dealing with, uh, you know, throughout the course of the season. No disrespect to, you know, the guys that's filled in, but, you know, Micah Hyde is an all-pro guy, and I would rather have, you know, all-pro safety and Micah Hyde out there than just about anybody in the NFL. So don't be surprised if, uh, you know, the Bills advance this week that, you know, there's a possibility that Micah Hyde may be activated for the Cincinnati game. Yeah, I think uh, we, we all would be looking forward to seeing Micah Hyde come back. Uh, like you said, he's an all-pro. It's, it's not – you know, slight to anybody else. This guy's just just really, really good. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, before we get up out of here, coach, I gotta ask you about that Cincy matchup. What are the chances we could be seeing the winner of the Jacksonville Jaguar Chargers game because the Ravens beat the Bengals? Hmm, that's pretty interesting. You know, I mean, this is playoff. It's when to go home time. I uh, didn't get a report out from Baltimore to see is Lamar is going to play or not. But, I mean, hey, it's when or go home. So anybody, you know, hey, anybody can beat on any given, you know, day at this point, whether it's Saturday or Sunday, you got to bring your A game. Your B game ain't good enough no more. You know what I mean? So if Baltimore bring their A game, and, you know, again, that's an opponent that they, you know, they played all season long that they're familiar with. You know, whoever has the A game is going to advance. You know, B game, it just ain't going to get it. So, um, you know, they didn't. You know, they dominated the game last week. But, you know, uh, Baltimore made, you know, a, a solid comeback. And it came down to an onside kick, uh, you know, being recovered by Cincinnati. So, um, hey, Baltimore isn't scared of Cincinnati. I can tell you that much. And. You know, if it all shakes out like I did before, the curse of the one seed may exist. So um, there's a strong possibility that, you know, Baltimore can knock off Cincinnati and we'll end up playing the winner of uh, the Chargers in um, Jacksonville. Strong possibility there. There's a strong possibility. I I mean, I'm just saying, I'm not going to say that I'm betting for it to happen, but if you if you asked me, who I would pick to win that game. If Lamar Jackson plays, I'm going with the Ravens. So 
We'll see what happens. All right, Coach. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and get into um, a moment with Mookie. Let us know what's on your mind tonight, man. Ooh, what is on my mind? NFL. You know, y'all been very disrespectful all season long. You know, y'all have been very, very, very disrespectful. Um, you know, first and foremost, the Bills only have about four pro bowlers. And now, no all pros. I mean, this is a straight-out blasphemy. How, how, how Jordan Poyer don't make the all-pro team again? You give it to Meek and Fitzpatrick and, 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 um, and, and, and uh, Derwin James. I don't have no understanding to that. Um, I know it's only one quarterback that can go, and everybody loves Patrick Mahomes. So, you know, he went there. So if Mitch Morris is all-pro center, how come he's not an all-pro center? You know, we did not have not one all-pro. And the Bills have been the number one seed all season long. It's very, very, very disrespectful. But that's okay. You know, they can save all those awards. You know, the biggest trophy that they're looking for is that Vince Lombardi one. So, you know, that's all they care about. So that's what I got to say about that. They very, 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 very disrespectful when it comes to, you know, our Bills putting work in this year. No all-pros, very minimal pro bowlers. You know, I just don't get it. Yeah, they, they, they absolutely have been disrespecting the Bills all year. Um, you know, I you gotta remember they are the number one seed. They really shouldn't have lost the game all season. They beat every team that came across them except for the Vikings, who I mean, let's be real, they beat. <laughs> like that game was over, if not for I mean, it was a really pretty spectacular catch, but it was also kind of fluky. Um, you know, so uh, let's let's cool it down with the Bills. Hey, I don't get it, guys. Um, but, Every game you know, they lost, though. Every game they lost was you know by a score or less. It wasn't right. like a team just blew them out. You know, it was it was always a close game. It was never yes. nothing that you know the Bills got dominated or anything like that in the defeat. I mean, it was really self inflicted, if you ask me. And the two AFC divisional losses that were pretty fluky, um, we came back and beat them. You know, so <laughs> Vikings, the only team we didn't beat all season. And the Bengals, of course, because we, we didn't finish the game. But anyway, we'll see what happens in these playoffs as we watch Josh Allen, our highest rated quarterback of all time in the postseason, do his thing up there in Orchard Park Sunday. All right, coach, send them out of here, man. The Bills are the two seed. The road to the Super Bowl starts now. Only thing I got to say is, do you believe? Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Now, find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all sports information from live in-game betting prompts and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use uh, your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Now use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your 50%. Welcome your bonus on your first deposit. Now Bet Online is where the game starts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.